Hello, I am Crystal Grafton Combs, and you're listening to Coffee Talk with Crystal. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you have joined us before, welcome back. This podcast is a personal project designed to connect with the women of Alpha Omicron Pi and our greater community of sisters and friends. Sometimes I will answer questions from our sisters, and others I will invite friends to do the same. So thank you for listening, and now let's get to my next conversation. A lot of people have asked me about my gluten-free life. This August made six years since I made the decision to go gluten-free. If I'm being honest, though, I did not exactly make this decision. It was made for me. Let me start at the beginning. I love food. I mean, I seriously love food, and I am married to a man who truly enjoys the art of cooking. So while I try to maintain a healthy lifestyle, with a focus on moderation and finding a balance of fruits and vegetables with my love of all things chocolate, it is not always easy. One of my favorite memories from childhood is when I would roll out of bed and stumble into the kitchen to be greeted by the scent of a devil's food donut warming in the oven underneath a pat of butter. While that was not a daily occurrence, the thought of it makes my mouth water to this very day. My granny was also known for her coconut cake. She always had one in the freezer ready for when company would come calling. By the time the coffee was ready, the cake was thawed and ready to be eaten. When our guest would leave, she would bake another cake, and there was always some left over for breakfast. My absolute favorite thing for breakfast is a slice of chilled cake. True story. So you can imagine my surprise when I found myself in a doctor's office, my handbag on the chair next to me with the words printed, eat cake for breakfast, while I learned that I had developed a gluten sensitivity. This was the reason that I had been sick for nearly two years and had lost nearly 30 pounds. As it turns out, about with food poisoning I had endured a couple of years prior had compromised my ability to properly digest gluten. I truly could not comprehend what I was hearing. In fact, I did not even believe it. The idea that foods based in wheat, barley, or rye could have made me so tremendously ill for so long defied any sense of reason in my mind. Surely it could not be so simple, I thought, as I stared sadly at my handbag, now mocking me and my favorite things. I took a deep breath, thanked the doctor, and decided that I would find a new specialist who knew what he was talking about as quickly as I was out the door. I called Trey and explained how this doctor must be crazy because he was saying that if I based my diet in a paleo lifestyle, I would get better. Fortunately for me, Trey had already begun eating a diet based in paleo. By this time, he was training for triathlons and had done his homework. In my mind, he was now in the same category as this doctor. After much conversation, I agreed to at least try a gluten-free diet until I could get in with another specialist, which would inevitably take weeks. That was on a Thursday. 
Two days in, on a Saturday morning, Trey had made bacon and eggs for breakfast. When I asked for more because I was actually hungry, even my boys stared at me in disbelief. For perspective, I had not eaten more than three or four bites of food at one sitting in months because I would be so unwell that it just was not worth the effort. Little did I know then that it was because nearly everything I was eating contained gluten. On this day, however, I was hungry. It was the first time in two years that I had actually been hungry, and it was a beautiful thing. From that moment on, I have never looked back. And while it may have only taken a couple of days for me to feel hunger again, it took many months for my body to recover and for me to regain the weight I had lost. It took even more for me to properly understand how to balance a gluten-free diet with a healthy lifestyle. After all, a Hershey bar is gluten-free. In the beginning, this lifestyle was hard. In the years since this diagnosis, I have learned how to successfully navigate menus, educate friends and family, and continue to educate myself. I am often asked if this will go away, if my body will ever be able to properly repair itself. The answer is that I do not know. The only way to find out is to take a risk by eating a food containing gluten, and that is simply not a risk that I am willing to take. For those who may be faced with this same experience, or even just considering going gluten-free as a lifestyle change, I will share that since that fateful day in 2014, so many foods have been made available that make gluten-free life easier than before. One of these foods is Pillsbury Gluten-Free Classic Yellow Cake Mix. For the record, I am sure that any GF cake mix will work, and I'm not getting paid to endorse Pillsbury. This just happens to be the one that I use and love. So grab a pen and take notes. I am about to share the best cake recipe ever. You will need a butt pan and a stick of butter, four eggs, one quarter cup cold water, a teaspoon of vanilla, although I usually add more, two thirds cup coconut oil, eight ounces of sour cream, a box of yellow cake mix, a small box of vanilla instant pudding mix, around four ounces, and a bag of semi-sweet chocolate chips. Preheat your oven to 425 degrees and grab a bowl and a hand mixer. Whisk the eggs, add the wet ingredients and mix until blended, then add the dry ingredients, mixing on medium speed for about three or four minutes until well combined. Fold in the chocolate chips. Prep the pan using the stick of butter to coat the surface. I usually take a tea towel or a paper towel to smooth the butter along every ebb and flow of the pan, and then add another coat, reserving the rest of the butter for any next adventure you may have in the kitchen. Pour the batter into the pan, drop the temperature of the oven to 350 degrees, and bake for one hour. Allow the cake to cool only slightly before removing from the pan. Once cooled, at least enough to eat, it's always fun to add a scoop of ice cream. As a side note, gluten-free cakes don't seem to last quite as long as others, so make sure that you share it with friends. And before I mislead anyone to think that I made this recipe up on my own, I must give 100% credit to a dear friend and Pamela Nick's sister. 
Emily, who is also a part of our local supper club family, is a Greek woman who spends a weekend with her sisters each year. This is a staple in the kitchen when these friends get together. She generously shared this recipe after making it gluten-free for me for a supper club event. The original used vegetable oil in a chocolate pudding mix and is equally as delightful. I have also substituted white chocolate chips for semi-sweet and it is also amazing. So there you have it, friends. My secret to still eating cake for breakfast while enjoying a gluten-free life. It's not always easy. It's nice to have great friends around who help. And if you didn't catch this recipe just by listening, I'll share it on social so that everyone can have a chance to take an amazing gluten-free bite. That's all for today. If you have a question, email me at coffeetalkama at icloud.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Until next time, stay safe and be well. Mm-hmm.